And I mean, if we were all like good people, we'd all invite like three hungry orphans to our dinner. <laughs> but nobody's, do, nobody's doing that. All right, Mr. Prophet, why don't you back your way into that? Presumably you have lots of sick thoughts, but there is something about this one that would not go away. Is that accurate? Absolutely. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the official Dream Dinner Party podcast. I'm your host, Ross Bullen. I'm your other host, Gary Almeter. Thank you for joining us uh, this week on the podcast. We have a very special guest. I guess all our guests are very special, wouldn't you say, Ross? I'd say, yeah, very special, but there are degrees of specialness. Uh, so so why not <laughs> why not call this top tier special? So as always, uh, this week we'll be we'll be asking our guest uh, to list the three people, living or dead, who they'd like to have dinner with, um, and then we'll analyze those choices and whatever degree of detail we we feel is appropriate. This week our guest is Keith James. Hey Keith, welcome to the podcast. How's it going? I'm going to go with most special. Let's just get it out of the way right now. <laughs> the the S on your hat actually stands for special, which is which is good. You know? Yeah, exactly. I'm hearing top tier. I'm hearing you know what. Let's just let's not let's not dance around it. That's right. Top <laughs> top seat of the podcast playoffs. Yeah. We got you. Prolific um, guest. It's good. I'm trying to oh, you've got a novelty mug for the. I'm trying to read what, what what message you're trying to share with our podcast, which is not. Oh, so, fuck! Yeah. What a bad start. Um, <laughs> shit. Okay, so first to let me say this very quickly: you get when you get married, you get a lot of novelty mugs. It, they just like pop up somehow. So this one says, and this is not my joke. All right, this just says, "I work hard so my dog can have a better life." All right. <laughs> so it's that kind of lameness. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm disappointed that was exposed so early. I'm sorry. I, I I would have brought up one of my own shameful. I've got like a you know I I teach I teach at a university, so I've got like a it's in the syllabus mug that someone gave. Uh, me, you know, okay. We're all haunted by our mugs. Um, yeah. Anyway, so so Keith is a is a is a writer, a performer. He's the author of many short humor pieces on uh, McSweeney's internet tendency, like all or most of our guests so far on this podcast. Um, <laughs> he's the author of the extremely funny uh, novel, Greg Maxwell's Inferno, uh, which um, is the, what, the, the erotic Judeo-Christian uh, quest novel nobody asked for? Is that how it's, it's be, it was being marketed? Yeah, that's that's what I wrote to get uh to get rejected by every literary agent uh, in <laughs> yeah. America. Yeah. Uh, that's what I came up with. But it's published by Humorous Books, a uh, really funny book. Uh, honestly, yeah, it's it's it's, it's great. Um, host of the Gus Biblowitz Basketball Legend podcast. The first time I I think I read any of Keith's writing, uh, we both had pieces in the same like McSweeney's ebook thing that they 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 kind of okay. circulated to the the Patreon people, um, and I was just kind of flipping through to see who else was in there, and the title of of Keith's piece caught my attention instantly, uh, which was I I used my wife's vibrating dildo to achieve my first prostate orgasm, and now I'm trapped in Narnia and can't get home, which. I mean, that's, that tells you the whole story right there. And yet it's still very much worth your time to read this thing. <laughs> it is just a, just a catalog of, of humor and perversity that I, I, can, only, I, I can only recommend uh, as highly as possible. Top tier, as we've already established. Oh, um, did I leave anything out there, Keith? Can you tell us a little bit about what you're, what you're up to these days or, or what, you're, what you're kind of working on? Yeah, so um, I, I write for a, uh, a show on Bleacher Report called The Portal. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that, that's been going on. I think we put out eight episodes. Um, hopefully a season two comes up. Uh, so that's been taking up a lot of my time. Um, other books and 
um, stuff, you know, being in, in process. I also work uh, for a company called Infinite World, which is like an animation studio. Um, oh, cool. So I do a little bit of writing over there as well. Nice. Well, it's lots of lots of stuff for everyone to uh, uh, to, to to check out. You're a Padres fan as well, I assume, by the by the cap. And uh... yep, yep, a little bit of a Padres fan. So um, it's it's been a nice uh, two years of existence um, in my 31 years of life. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so wait yeah. a minute, wait a minute, Keith. So you write all day, like, mm-hmm. you know, you wake up, you know, you have your coffee and your special mug, Yeah. you know, you, you put on your gray final suit, you go to work and you write, write, write all day. And then, mm-hmm. but you come home and you're still compelled to write about your brief relationship with Pete Davidson as Godzilla. Like, where do, yeah. where do all the words come from? Like, is it compulsion? Is it like, uh, like talk to us, <laughs> talk to us about yeah. yeah it's i mean on what page of the dsm5 should we look to you know to to yeah but well but my wife can, my wife's a therapist so she can she can actually find the page number where i okay. exist um but yeah no it's uh I, you know I, I did a lot of improv different places um you know in san diego final city improv and then up in la at path io things like that so a lot of my writing process just comes from my brain kind of either you know just setting up premises and then talking to my wife who's also an improviser and just being the 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 narnia dildo story was in my mind for about a year and i remember just like occasionally turning to my wife in bed being like what what if there was a guy who like saw his wife's dildo and was just like let me try this thing and then, like, as soon as he puts it in his asshole, he's in Narnia. MOF's like, you need to go to bed. Um, <laughs> and so I did that for about a year and a half. And then finally, I was like, eh, whatever. Let me, let me just write this sick thought down. And then. So, so it would not, presumably, you have lots of sick thoughts, but there was something about this one that would not go away. Is that accurate? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you have sick thoughts that dissipate? you know, after, you know, once you emerge from the marital bed, oh, it's like, oh, this baby, I've forgotten so many. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, but, the, but there was something about this one that stuck that you yeah. could not eviscerate from your brain. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, that's really, that's interesting. Other people are like, how do I build the next plane? I'm like, how do yeah, I yeah, get that no. dildo in that guy's ass? How do I get yeah. this guy? How do I get this guy to Narnia? And also yeah. <laughs> to to his prostate orgasm. Yeah, that's yeah. uh, you know, it's just a fascinating journey. And it's uh, I, I'm I'm curious. I mean, we don't have to get right into it yet, but I, you're you're really good at writing characters who nobody would want to invite to a dinner party. Like the prostate guy is probably not getting the nod. You know, yeah. Greg. No one wants Greg Maxwell over for dinner. No one yeah. wants Gus Biblowitz. You know, I, I'm 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 curious to see whether there's a an alternate dimension to your uh, to your 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 repertoire of characters you'd like to spend time with before we get to the dinner party stuff I'm I was mm-hmm. kind of wondering like because you do write these characters who are like this weird combination of like egotistical and like successful but like depraved um and just like the worst people and it's like it would be different if they were losers right you know yeah. like but Greg Maxwell he's what the right. GM of the Padres or something you know right. uh, yeah Gus Biblowitz played in the NBA for 30 like you know yeah such an interesting like idea for a character and you're you're, you're good at it I'm like curious why where that character come from I mean do you know do you know people like this or oh. uh, or is it totally out of the the void I don't know of course no 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 I I mean I know people like this but I also I really feel like we are in a time where we see these 
big pieces of shit. And we're like, you're such a piece of shit. No one's going to let you do this. Yeah. But then it's like, okay, you get to do everything you want. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like, you know, I, I feel that we, we come up with, uh, or we see these people all the time. And then also, I, I think a big thing that I, I like with my character characters are, are very insecure men, right? Um, because I think there's a lot of like, when it boils down to like men who are unable to communicate their issues and, and you get them like all frustrated and angry. And then you're like, what's really bothering you? And when they say it out loud, it's normally the stupidest thing on earth. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just because, I mean, I grew up in, I grew up in San Diego, but my whole family's from Massachusetts, New England area. So like all my uncles and cousins and everything are like these like really like hardcore, like, you know, just like, all right, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. fucking let's do this guy. Like, yeah, and yeah, so it's yeah. like a bunch of like, I'm not going to talk about my fucking problems, man. And so once you like get them at a, at a family reunion and someone inevitably like storms off and they're like pissed off punching walls and it's like, what's wrong, Brian? It's like, my father's not letting me play croquet the way I want to play croquet. And it's like, okay, <laughs> so you really don't have a real problem. Like, yeah, when you when you can like vent the very smallest problems in any way, it might help you filter through the 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 real problems. That's good. I'm well, I, yeah. I'm sure the uh, the 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 recent uh, Celtics loss is is giving them lots of material to work through on oh my uh, God. the rage spectrum. Uh, I I I get these like texts, these like paragraph long texts from my dad. Well, not anymore. Actually, no, I got a couple uh, after the game of just these full like crying out into the night like 3 a.m texts of like mark is smart da, 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 da. he should never be doing this and that and i'm like hey bud it's 3 a.m we all got to go to bed sometime <laughs> yeah all right the game's over i can guarantee you marcus smart has stopped thinking about this game yeah so you should stop thinking about this marcus game. smart has other things to other things to do you know yeah dye his hair a different color move on with right his, move on with his day <laughs> yeah that's cool yeah um yeah, my 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 family is my parents are both like British and Irish, so we don't talk. Literally, nothing is discussed. Really, the, right. the closest the closest thing is maybe being served a, a kind of boiled meat, or uh, you know, um, if someone doesn't openly criticize you, it's it's a form of approval. So right. it's a workable. <laughs> right. It's a good dynamic. Uh, I I I, I kind of get it. Uh, one thing that we we try and uh, figure out here is so the, this question, I guess that mm -hmm. that you know is sort of our guiding guiding question. And it's, it's Gary's, Gary's guiding questions. Maybe I'll let him ask this, but like, what's your experience with this question before? Gary, do you want to elaborate? I know you've, you've always, you can think of many scenarios where this question comes up in life. Yeah. I mean, was it a, um, well, do you have any familiarity with it? And like, was it a college? And if so, was it a college uh, application essay? Is it just, you know, icebreakers, you know, at work, um, you know, every once in a while they'll ask, you know, a star, at the back of Vanity Fair. Talk to us about that. Yeah, I, I don't think it's ever been a question at a job interview or school or anything like that. It's mainly like a conversation you're having at like 2 a.m. at some like very laid back party with friends. And I, I think the thing that I think about with the questions is like, and it sounds so weird, is what am I trying to get out of the dinner? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. You know? This is this is guy. the heart of the yeah. this is the heart of the matter right here. Yeah. 
guess. Yeah. Like it's not dinner. Um, because if it's dinner, I would invite like three people who know how to cook. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and, and you also have to think like I'm at the dinner too. And as a guest, what kind of dinner guest am I? And I'm a shitty dinner guest. <laughs> so yeah. All right. So so when you think of this, you're not the host. You're not tasked with cooking. You're not tasked with any sort of, you know, napkin folding no. or or any meal planning. No. Okay. I put I put myself at a restaurant. Okay. At a specific restaurant. What is that restaurant? So it's called Tony Roma's. All right. Uh, so it's like a it's like a rib place, rib yeah, yeah. steak. Yeah whatever they may all be closed at this point i'm trying to think i've seen them but i don't know if we have them in canada but i, I feel like i've seen them somewhere out there yeah. recently it's, it's got to be there yeah it's like the bottom of the food chain steak place rib place where you can like take kids or whatever and i'm thinking it's like a tuesday night so it's like nobody's there we got a corner booth right it's all nice tucked away because i have you'll see what the guests i have i have questions yeah. All right. So like, it's not about the food, right? So, I mean, at a Tony Roma's Tuesday, you know, like no one's going to be obsessed about their menu choices. They're just like, yeah, no. give me whatever. Give me the steak and the baked potato. Who, who Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Now it has food for everything, right? Which I think is important. I think it's yeah. important. You'll see with the guests. I think it's important that there's a little something for everyone. Okay. But I also think when you're, when you're gnawing, when you're, when you have to summon your inner carnivore and you're gnawing on a rack of ribs and you've got sauce all around your face yeah. I mean, that's that's a that's a great equalizer you know oh, yeah. like so everyone yeah. you know kind of just gets a little bit more on equal footing conversation will become a little more authentic you know so that's excellent excellent strategy Keith. it's a good strategy yeah. and I, and it's it's true i mean you've got to, it's good to think like you're asking the right questions already like what am i trying to get out of this you know because it's like if it's not about the food it's not about you doing like some people love to host right so that's mm -hmm. that's not what you're you're doing here and i mean if no. we were all like good people we'd all invite like three hungry orphans to our dinner <laughs> but nobody's doing <laughs> nobody's doing that so yeah it, you're getting something out of it uh gary and i are always talking about like okay you invite picasso or whatever do you get him to like draw a little picture on the tablecloth make 200 200 grand afterwards right. on memorabilia whatever um, so this is good. All right. So keep, keep setting the scene and, and then let us know who's showing up first to the table. Yeah. All right. So we're there Tuesday night, right? They've already let half the servers go, you know, because it's just, no one's there. We're tucked away corner booth. I want to keep a nice safe environment, right? Where no one can hear us, whatever. It's all good. Get an appetizer, right? Get that going. Maybe some beers. This may be cheating. This may be cheating. But one of my people, if we're going, eh, I'll introduce her last. I'll introduce okay. her last. But right. Just know that this person is here. All right. Okay. All right. So you get there. You get there first. And you I'm there first. The, you secure the corner booth. Yeah. And I'm I'm dominating my side. Right. right? Yeah. I'm dominating my side. And I'm I'm drinking. I'm drinking because I need to have the nerve to ask these questions and stay on it. So the, the beer and appetizers was just for you. I thought that was like a shared table. Yeah. No, just a, a blooming onion and a, <laughs> no. a couple of couple no. of pints. All right. Okay. No. no. This prick has enough money. He can he can get his own. Okay. Appetizers. All right. All, All right. right. So first person out of the gate, Joseph Smith. Wow. Joseph Smith. Uh, Joseph Smith of, of the, the Mormon of, of the, the Mormon, Mormon of the Mormon of the Mormon Smiths of, of the Mormon yeah of the Mormon ilk. I want Joseph Smith at my table. All right. 
I, I'd have questions too. I can see yeah. that that's interesting. All right. Because this man is either the weirdest fucking liar on earth. Yeah. Or he saw some shit. Yeah, that's <laughs> and, true. Okay. Yeah. And so we're gonna break that, we're gonna break that boy down. All right. So he's there, and I'm asking, you know, I don't want to ask him too many questions because here's the problem. This is why the third person is gonna be important, is because I'm a terrible question asker. Why do you say that? Uh, because honestly, I, I think I, uh, don't know what to be interested in where I'm just like, yeah, you're good. Right. I mean, it's like, it's kind of like living in the Massachusetts embassy. That was my household is like, not a lot of questions are asked of you. It's just like, you're good. Right. Yeah. Like everything's fine with you. Okay, good. All right. Yeah. 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 This, this, this is my whole, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I have young kids. So it's like, most of my questions are like, are you on fire? Like, what did you do? Did you break a bone? Yeah. You know, like that's, it's mostly very fact-based question asking as well. So yeah. Oh, so yeah. wait a minute. Can you bring, can you, can you bring your wife or that's she- my, see, here's the deal. That's my third person. Oh, uh, my third person is Marley Lieberman therapist of San Diego. This makes a lot of sense. Yeah. All yeah. right. To have the questions uh, flow smoothly. Okay. Yes. My wife, to give some context, is a very shrewd, penetrating young Jewish woman who will ask all the good questions, break everything down. Um, she is the person that my entire family is afraid of. Um, <laughs> like, because she will just like, because they'll be like, oh, nice shoes. Marley would be like, you seem like you have commitment issues. And they're like, okay, you fucking terrorist. <laughs> like, yeah. What the fuck are you saying? Um, yeah. yeah, so she, uh, she, she is a needed person in this. But yeah, with Joseph Smith, because I, I, uh, I went to Brigham Young University. Oh, okay. Uh, I was not Mormon. Um, but so why, I, I, okay, I, so, all right, were, you there, were you there on like a football scholarship or something? <laughs> I mean, what, what, what draws you to BYU yeah. otherwise? Yeah, so I originally, I, I went to Syracuse uh, and, you know, long, long story, but like, yeah, no money for Syracuse, had to leave, parent was in prison. So I was like, all right, I need to like get to some place. And I was dating this girl who was like, oh yeah, like I'm heading up to BYU. And she was telling me about it. And I was like, oh, well, you know, let me look up tuition at BYU. And I was like, oh my God, that's like the cheapest. Was she Mormon? Mormon? Yeah, she's right. Mormon. You're in San Diego, San Diego at this point, right? Mm-hmm. So then you applied to Syracuse? Uh, yeah, well, coming out of high school, I applied to Syracuse. I, my yeah. whole goal was to get as far away from uh, my family as humanly possible. So I was like looking at the map, Syracuse is real far away. Yeah. Um, it was also very expensive. Um, so... But with, with Brigham Young, yeah, so I, I applied, got in. I got into Brigham Young, Idaho, which is like the more strict version. Of Did not know that was a possibility. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. It's yeah. like, and, and you're in this place called like Rexburg, Idaho, which is like, it gets to like negative 20 degrees. And it's just like a complete, it's just a total shit show of a place. Um and I was like, oh, well, you know, whatever. Like, I can go to a school that's, like, a little bit conservative. And then I realized, like, oh, it's actually an extremely conservative school. What did you want to be when you grew up at this point? Like, what were you, like, what were you majoring in? What was the plan? My goal was to not end up in prison. <laughs> My, I was like, what's the major that's going to make sure I don't have to run drugs across the border? Um, so I, uh, I, I was at Syracuse for, like, TV writing. Yeah. But uh, Brigham Young surprisingly doesn't have a TV writing program. 
Um, that would be delightful like, if it did, but yeah. That's, oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. Um, great children's show or something like that. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I went to, uh, I, I went there and I, I pretty much was like, all right, at this point I've been to Syracuse, a community college. Like what's the major that I'm closest to getting and graduating with? It was economics. So I was like, all right, great. Um, because I knew at some point I was going to write or do whatever. Um, but like the ultimate goal was to just not um, uh, go to prison. Right. Um, yeah. So that was my, that was my five-year plan. It's really everyone's um, ultimate goal. We just don't always, you know, like it, to have the focus and clarity to, yeah. to see it. Yeah. That, that's, that's good. Yeah. Ross, it wasn't my dad's goal. <laughs> that's how we ended up there. Um, all right. So fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Some people, uh, Yeah. I, I, I bet a hundred percent of McSweeney's writers have a goal to not be in prison. Yeah, not a, it's true. Not everybody. I've definitely met people who don't seem to have that goal and are actively working against it. So yeah, that's that that's very possible. Yeah, and I, so so I'm at I'm at Brigham Young. I'm having a tough time because there's just so many rules that you have to follow that I just like I couldn't wrap my brain around. Like, what's the craziest rule? No flip flops. Just because the answer I got was. <laughs> The answer I got is you had to wear, you couldn't wear backless sandals. And I was like, okay, backless sandal guy at negative 20 degrees. Like we need to really okay. establish this rule. Um, but the reasoning behind it was it was distracting and it, it drives away the spirit. If you're walking and all you're hearing is like, it just drives away the spirit and it's hard to be educated. That I'm like, I'm sorry. If the flip-flop of my sandals is making it so you can't be educated, you shouldn't be at a fucking college university. Also, if it's like, you know, making it hard for you to focus on your faith or whatever, your faith might be like not that yeah. that strongly established. If like the flip-flop. You're looking you know. for excuses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, these flip-flops. I got to go. I got to go watch porn. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. So, Only flip-flop porn, but still. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> oh my God. That was huge. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, so there was that. There was um, when women come to your house, you can't be, well, one, you can't be alone with them, but they're only allowed in the, uh, they're allowed in the living room and the kitchen and that's it. Uh, they're not allowed in the bedroom. So they can't go to the bathroom in your like apartment or whatever. Um, so there were things like that. And I just, it, all the other things of like being clean shaven and stuff like that. I was having a hard time. Was the girlfriend in Rexburg with you? Yes, she was. And, you know, so I'm, I'm there and I'm like learning. I'm like, all right, so I'm here. Let's like learn about this Joseph Smith guy. Cause I mean, you have to take a religion class every year course, yeah. and stuff like that. And so I'm just <laughs> story. And like, here's, I've grown up around like con men and absolute pieces of shit. So mm -hmm. everyone is there like doe eyed, like what a great man. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, Hey, this dude, shout out to the number one hustler. Oh Yeah. I mean, this dude is just like the ultimate grifter. And you must have had really loud flip-flops, Keith, because that spirit <laughs> was not penetrating you. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the flip-flop was preventing the message from yeah. the angel coming to you. Yeah, whatever. That's cool. Oh, but go gosh. on. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just I'm, I'm I'm like hearing these stories about how he like, you know, found these golden plates, but like he wouldn't show anyone the golden no, no. plates. And that like someone like he was like looking in a, in a hat with seer stones but like no one could see what he was actually doing and then at some point somebody like took pages from the book of mormon was like oh my god i lost it you're gonna have to do that again and yeah he was like ah you know it's not gonna be the same 
Yeah. So, and it's like, well, should, should, it's a book, right? And he's like, it's not going to be the same and finger wag at you for stealing from me. And I was like, oh man. Cause it's in the, uh, it's in the, the, what, like the, the hieroglyphics or something like, so he just kind of made up his own language or whatever. Yes. And yeah. Yeah. Yes. And so, I mean, there's like all this stuff and then really like he takes this crew and he's just going from like town to town, really like robbing and like brutalizing people. And so, okay. So I'm at Tony Romans with, with Joseph Smith. All right. And I'm like, Hey man, look, first off, you want a beer because I know you do. Absolutely. You say you don't want one, but I know you want one. Let's get one in you. First off, maybe let's try a non-alcoholic, see if it touches your tongue a certain way, and then we can move on to the big stuff. Yeah, you can't dive into like IPA country with a guy who hasn't had beer in 200 years. That's a- Absolutely not. No, no. A okay. West Coast, yeah. No, 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 not this guy. Um, Probably like a book. Yeah. You died in a prison for this. So let's just be real. Like, what'd you see? What'd you not see? Right. And this is where my wife comes in because he'll be like, I saw it, I saw it, whatever. I'm like, I'll be like, look, it's a Tuesday night at Tony Robbins, all right? No one else is here, okay? Everyone's out doing their own thing, all right? It's just you and me and the other person that is here as well, yeah. which is my wife and then also the other person. Let's just be real. Let's just come clean yeah. with this. And I think if I'm charming enough, he'll be like, oh, it's fucking bullshit. Well, yeah, because well, like from his perspective, he knows he's already won, right? Like when he died, yeah, yeah. He's like maybe this, maybe this was a huge mistake. He comes yeah. back in 2022 and he sees like whatever Utah or Mitt Romney or like I I I live in another country and there's a LDS temple just down the street from me. Like it's yeah, it worked. It worked. Hey, you did the Osmonds, the Osmonds, oh. the Osmonds are playing in the Tony Romo thing, yeah, yeah. on the yeah. PA system. Yeah, I'll be like look what you did, right? You got Romney there. You got the Osmonds. Look, they still got a show. They still got a show in Vegas. You know, you did it. You did it. So just here's the deal. Tell me, tell me what. Come on. And he'd probably be like, nah. and hopefully he'd be like, I, yeah, okay. I didn't see like an angel. It was like, I saw it was a bird. I saw a bird and I saw a big bird. And I'd be like, okay, hey, look, man, I've seen a big bird in the woods too. Yeah, yeah. And I thought it was, you know, I'm not saying I thought it was an angel. Like that's your issue. Yeah. Um, you know, you clearly bit off more than you could chew. Because at one point he like did all this stuff and saw these angels and all this stuff. And, and you know, as a child. And then he like, I, I'm pretty sure for like a solid five years was like, yeah, I'm going to forget about that. Like da, 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 da. And then yeah. like, kind of like my Narnia Dick story, his person he married was like, hey, didn't you see an angel in the woods? And he was like, oh, yeah, I did. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So oh, that. Right. Those. Yeah. Just, you know, go back, go back to that, that one of those, you know, little anecdotes that happened to him. The angel yeah, in the like, woods. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Maybe I should go yeah. find those golden plates I made up. Um, so, yeah. So, Joseph Smith. And is that, I mean, is this for personal, I mean, satisfaction? Is it, or is, or do you, are you secretly recording him? And, <laughs> no, you this know, is just for me. Yeah. Okay. That's just for you. Yeah. All I right. have this big, and my wife and I are the same. We're big, like, you have to tell the truth, people. Like, we're, like, big, just, like, be honest with us, you know? Yeah. And, like, hey, get, let us know. And so my whole dinner is just going to be, like, really pinning Joseph Smith and just being, like, I, I just want to hear a little fact here, right? What'd you see? What'd you not see, right? It makes sense. It's good because, I mean, like, he's recent enough that, like, 
you know, you can talk to him because we've talked about this before. Like you, you, you invite yeah. Jesus instead or whatever. It's like, you got to get someone to translate Aramaic or whatever the, whatever Absolutely. whereas like this guy 200 years ago, whatever you, you, you could talk to him. He's relevant enough. Yeah. You know? And I mean, like you obviously like, but at the same time, like you could pick like, I mean, it's not quite the same level of success, but like L Ron Hubbard or something and be like, are you serious? Look at what, you know, <laughs> like, look, look at what's yeah. happening, but he'd lived pretty recently and he kind of knew what was up. Yeah. But there is an element because, because of the BYU experience, there's like a, just a tiny element of like, revenge tinged with the curiosity yeah. here okay that's good yeah that's, yeah I, revenge is a great motive for a dinner party oh yeah is this all personal or i mean do you have like a um a propensity or special interest in like like cults like marshall applewhite david koresh like or is it more like a grifter con man sort of intrigue or is it all based on rexburg i have a, I, I definitely there's a grifter comment i mean i i i do I am fascinated with cults. I actually grew up pretty close to the Heaven's Gate thing. Yeah. Oh, I actually remember my little league game getting canceled. <laughs> They're so like, funny. "Hey, all right, so you're not going to be playing baseball today." And I was like, "Why?" And they were like, "I don't know. Sixty fucking jackasses died in the house next to the field." But I was like, oh, "Okay, so I guess all right. I guess we're not playing baseball today." Wait, so there's a there's a chance that you and Marshall Applewhite like. You know, we're in the produce section together at some point. I, I mean, I, I guess. It's, yeah. <laughs> wow. Anything's possible. It's yeah. entirely possible. Yeah. yeah. But you weren't, but you weren't, you didn't get to go on the comet. So like you've been left. That's the thing from the, from that perspective, no. the, the kids of the little egg game are all like kind of condemned to hell or whatever. Cause they didn't, they didn't catch the, the hail bomb yeah. or whatever out of the universe. <laughs> that's right. cool. That's, oh, that's yeah. good. That Okay. That's good. Call, call proximity. Um, yeah. I uh, I kind of like teach American lit and I know some people who do 19th century stuff like around Mormons and it's it's pretty weird like all kinds of parts of I'm sure you know this but like all kinds of parts of the Book of Mormon are like clearly plagiarized from other books that were published oh, yeah. yeah yeah like just yeah. before it's um because I, I remember in my Book of Mormon class they had like passages from the Book of Mormon they would kind of like explain it and there was at one point like that they're speaking French and so like, I'd be like, all right, so this is French. And then you would get like some apostle or whatever, ex like basically explaining that away, kind yeah. of like, like a, like a fan fiction thing or like a retcon thing where they're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, actually, you know, da, 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 da. and so you get some of those and you get some real uh, baffling answers. Like at one point they, uh, they quote Shakespeare in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you're just like, okay. Hmm. All right, Mr. Prophet, why don't you back your way into that? Yeah, yeah let's uh, uh, plagiarize a less well-known writer, perhaps, <laughs> when creating your, yeah. your your book of angelic prose. Yeah, yeah Call me Ishmael. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and to be clear, like, I got Mormon friends. Mormon, yeah. that's, that's perfectly fine. This is for me. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. This is for me. I'm not going to tell you what I know. All right. I'm not going to say anything. All right. So you can keep going to church, and, you know, yeah. having fun, you know, do, doing your thing. I'll be over here at Tony Roma's knowing everything. And, and that's the thing is like a rule about this is like, we can't like force these people to tell us the truth. Right. It's just a dinner. I think so. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I think we've talked about like what we talked about, like, you know, if you get someone from the past to be like, are they like automatically updated? On everything yeah. that's happened, I say no. I think I want them like yeah. shivering, confused, like they've <laughs> they they respawn at Tony Roma's, horrified at the electric lights, yeah. 
And that's good because then they're vulnerable to your questions, right? Because they're already right. like, what the fuck is going on here? Why am yeah. I in this Tony Roma's in like suburban San Diego? What's what what's happening? So that, that play works to your advantage as well. So yeah, no. But like, can you unless the other guest you're inviting is like a CIA black site interrogator, I don't think you can compel anyone to right. uh to uh, maybe it is, I don't know. But 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 I mean my wife is pretty close to that. Okay, uh, good. All right. <laughs> yeah, but and my wife, my wife's gonna hate this. One of her favorite things to do. <laughs> <laughs> one of my wife's favorite things to do is look in people's backyards okay wow just go over the fence and just look in people's backyards and i'm like honey you're gonna get shot yeah you can't do that what are you doing she's like i just like to see what people do in their backyards and i'm like honey it's literally like you can't do that mm -hmm. i'm like i'm like i swear to god the cia is looking at my wife being like someday she's gonna apply and boy we're gonna hit jackpot oh yeah just a natural Impulse for surveillance is great. That, that that's yeah. all you need. Yeah. Is there like a professional component to it? Like, does she is she you know formulating some sort of like people with jungle gyms <laughs> are more likely to do this? Like, is, would, is, is it uh, is it a thing? Oh, uh, you're so you're so much nicer than me. No, she is just a nosy nosy person that needs to stop looking in people's backyards. <laughs> Because here's the deal. I have to defend her. She's never been caught. She's never been caught. Um, but she also is a person that at restaurants, and she's going to do this at Tony Roma's, she loves to get up and look around the restaurant and walk around the restaurant and see what everyone else is eating. I'm like, you are in your 30s. You are not some like 70-year-old bubby like yeah, walking yeah, around yeah. being like, that look I'm like, you are... You've got to graduate into that role with with the passage of, yeah. of decades. Yeah, no, I that's good, though. But I mean, that's all those are all you you mentioned. She's a therapist as well. So, I mean, that's like yeah. an impulse you want. My wife's a, a nurse, but she's going to school to become a therapist. So there's definitely a, an interesting yeah. pattern here of who yeah. who you should involve in these situations. Uh, right. But uh, but that's good to know. I'll tell her. I mean, I, I feel like she would also appear in people's backyards. I'll, I'll tell her that it's cool. It's like a therapy thing. That's uh, yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. All right, so so you and um Joseph Smith has just finished his first NA beer. You guys, yeah. you know, it's it, it hasn't risen to the level of adversarialness no. quite yet. No. You're still friends, and then the second guest saunters in. Does does he or she saunter, or do they just stroll in? She, I mean, she probably comes in quick. Um, I'm bringing in Harriet Tub. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I want a, I want a real champion. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I want someone who's done something. That's my big thing with Harriet Tubman. She did something for sure. Right? And if at the end of the day, it all goes south with Joseph Smith, I can have some real Harriet Tubman stories. Oh, absolutely. Right? I can get yeah. some of those. Um, she'd love Tony Romans. Um, oh, absolutely. There's something for everyone, right? She could use a beer. I would buy Harry Tubman a beer as many as many oh as my God. No problem. Yeah. No problem. That's my promise. Yeah. <laughs> a simple promise to me. Simple promise that I will never have to fulfill. <laughs> right. I promise. Um, so, however, I did run into a situation after a quick Wikipedia mm. of, of Harriet Tubman. All right. And I'm going to, I'm going to read this. And so you're going to be able to see what kind of situation I may have accidentally got myself into. Keith, you did research. She was not, a, she, there's no way she was a Mormon. I can say that, 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 or is that, or maybe I'm wrong. We'll see. No, but check this out. So kind of starts off rough. Uh, 
she she suffered a traumatic head head wound. Somebody threw a metal weight going for another person, hit her in the head, Jeez. caused her dizziness and pain, which occurred throughout her life. After her injury, Tubman began experiencing strange visions mm. and vivid dreams where she ascribed to premonitions from God. Okay. These experiences combined with her Methodist upbringing led her to become devoutly religious. Guess who's not going to help me interrogate no. Joseph Smith? Definitely not. Guess who's no. probably going to like Joseph Smith? Yeah, actually, yeah, because this version of, of Christianity or whatever that he's got actually goes pretty well with the visions and everything. Yeah, I think yeah. they must have had some overlap in their, or quite a bit of overlap in their their, their lives. But but yeah, I guess yeah. More, Mormonism wasn't really big enough, you know, when, uh, when uh, it hadn't really spread that widely yet. So she wouldn't have heard. But now, yeah, now you've made this happen. Yeah. The danger here is that Joseph Smith and Harriet Tubman kind of pair off and start yeah. talking and then you and your wife who i'm sure is lovely <laughs> yeah. just gets but you've gets had dinner stuck. before yeah that's yeah, it. Gets yeah. stuck talking about like <laughs> the veterinarian yeah. yeah 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 it's true they're just going to talk 19th century shop and you guys are going to be just out of yeah. tony roma's on a tuesday which maybe is a common <laughs> experience i don't know but yeah. like it's yeah. Uh, yeah yeah i am probably if anyone were to fuck up the three guests three dinner guests alive or dead it would be me and have it completely backfire on me because I definitely created this where like I didn't bring in any of my heroes or anything like no. that. Yeah. I, I brought this in really to antagonize yeah. and to, you know, ask questions. It's very adversarial. Dinner. Well, those so are entertaining, the, what it's, entertaining dinner party format, though. You right. Know, like the, the fight. Sorry, Gary, go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, well, what's the truth? What's the, the fundamental truth you wish to extract from Harriet Tubman? I mean, from Harriet Tubman, really, I just want to know. Because, I mean, at, at the end of the day, like, I'm a huge sports fan, but I'm not extremely interested in hearing about, like, the motivation. So, like, I'm not interested in that. I'm not really interested in, like, celebrities or anything like that. They, like, I, I wouldn't even know where to begin with that. I'd be like, okay, so you made a movie? That's outstanding. But, like, you get someone like a Harriet Tubman who's like, hey, you know, I established a system of saving people, and I'm, oh, <laughs> There, my my two-year-old just got her COVID shot. Oh, congrats! Oh, oh wow! Thank you. You did I, so good. I wish my two-year-old would. That's uh exciting, exciting news. Yeah. Okay, so back to Harriet Tubman. All right. <laughs> um, I mean, she really did something. You know. Yeah. I mean, this is like uh, it, it would be hard to have any other dinner guest, and and it's kind of, in in a way, I'm kind of really using her to shame Joseph Smith. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Oh, she's really there to make Joseph Smith feel bad. And that the oh, yeah. best thing he could do is tell the truth. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no, I like it. They have like someone with like real moral authority mm -hmm. next to the con man. It's got to start pulling threads, right? Like something's got to give. Yeah. But see, now I'm concerned because it's kind of like with an athlete when they're, when they like do something incredible and they get interviewed at the end, they're like all the glory to God. And you're like, yeah not too satisfying yeah god can you just say like hey man no it's because i'm like a genetic marvel and i dominated this yeah, thing yeah, like yeah. that's what i want harriet tubman to be like it's like look i dominated yeah right you gave me nothing and i outsmarted you outwilled you i'm like the ultimate crossfit warrior yeah but given that you know being humble is kind of a good thing and yeah the the credit to god part could be tough 
And that's what she, she's going to be like, I had a vision from God. Here's like, the thing, though. One of the rules with this, if you're, if you're bringing in a dead person, is you can, I think we've agreed to this, you could pick what part of their life they come from, right? So, like, because you don't want everybody, like, on their deathbed or whatever, or nor do you want yeah. them as, like, a newborn infant. So you can yeah. pick the year, right? You could get, like, pre-vision, but still having escaped from slavery and started the Underground Railroad, Harriet Tubman. See, that's so that the be, issue. That's kind of, that's think, kind of easy, though, yeah. I think her getting hit in the head with the vision is like part like that was before she did all of this oh okay. so right. like you don't get there's no window there yeah yeah you don't you know so I, there, there's I, I i can't have my cake and eat it too ah, right I see. but at tony romas they do have a thing called a dirt cup uh <laughs> which is gummy worms and pudding with a little bit of oreos let me tell you something i would like a dirt cup we're all getting dirt cups regardless yeah. of how everyone does i'll buy joseph smith a dirt cup because I think everyone should have a dirt cup. No, it's they, I, my, my, my six-year-old or seven-year-old, you said the birthday. Uh, there's something like that. There's this place in Canada called Swiss Chalet, which sounds very different <laughs> from what it, which, which sounds like the romantic cottage in the Alps where Mary Shelley wrote yeah. Frankenstein, but is in fact yeah. just a rotisserie chicken place. I'm thinking more of a Von Trapp. Yeah, yeah. No, it's none of that. I'm thinking more of, we have a thing called Sports Chalet out here that's like a sports store. <laughs> so I'm like way off. None of these things are chalets. The Swiss chalet is not Swiss. It's rotisserie chicken. <laughs> they serve you the same thing. They call it dirt and worms and kids like it's the exact nice. same. Thing. Very popular. Every, I'd like one. Every time I see him having one, like, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take that. But I'm 43, so I can't ask for that in a restaurant. Without oh, a great deal of shame I, coming to me, you know? I don't, I don't even, I, I will say at one point as a child, I was, I, I was out at a restaurant with my father and I asked for a Shirley Temple mm-hmm. and I was berated by my father being like what are you doing he's like no he'll have a cherry seven up so like this is really where all yeah, of my yeah. <laughs> right right from. uh yeah so i'm not afraid of it. that's good i'll <laughs> order a dirt cup that's yeah. right you get a surely good a surely temple at tony roma's too just one for everybody you know oh yeah and the dirt yeah. cups that's good Okay, so uh, we I don't want to uh, we already I already revealed your third guest, but mm-hmm. kinda, we kind of got there indirectly. So we got a few minutes left here. I'm kind of curious, what's your? I mean, I think I get the idea, but like, why why is your 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 wife coming to the table here? Why why is she your third guest for this dynamic? She is a good question asker, mm-hmm. right? And she will not let Joseph Smith off the hook. She's like a big uh, like you didn't answer my question person. Good. Like she will not let Joseph Smith like drop out of it. Like yeah. he's not going to be able to work. She'll be like, you didn't answer my question. And she'll restate it again. And you have to answer it. Um, so wait, 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 wait. So like, do you ask her, do you tell your wife before the dinner that, that, Hey, this is our approach. This is our strategy. This is what we're doing. Or does she just show up to Tony or <laughs> I mean, is she just like, hey, what are you she doing here? She up unannounced. Yeah. Like, I didn't know that. Like, I'm thinking a third guest is coming, and instead it's my wife. Look out. Okay. Yeah, so these, right. two, these two strangers on the internet have given me a superpower. And by the way, we're summoning dead people to Tony Roma's. Yeah. All well, right. You know what? I'm, I'm curious. Like, all right, Keith, you tell, you tell Marley, Marley, I'm planning mm-hmm. a dinner party. You're going to be there. And this is what we're going to do. And does she say like, yes, you're the best? Or is she like, are you an idiot? You can have dinner with me anytime. Invite Abraham Lincoln, invite Amelia Earhart, invite, I mean, come on, Keith, like I'll put up with your nonsense just as much as you'll put up with my backyard voyeurism. <laughs> like, 
I mean, like, what's what's her gestalt? She thinks that my idea won't work because I've already told her about it. She's like, I don't, I don't think your idea yeah. is gonna work. Um, but what I would say is, I'll be like, look, all of your tricks, all of the things you do when we argue. I need you now. I need, this is like your Michael Jordan flu game. Like I need you just on all cylinders. Every trick in the book that you have, you're on my side for two hours. I'll get you a dirt cup. All right. Yeah. She's the only one that I'm going to say your dirt cup is not guaranteed. Hers is performance-based. My dirt cup, always guaranteed. Joseph Smith's, he doesn't know it. His is guaranteed. Harriet Tubman, damn right, dirt cups yeah. for life, for sure. Yeah, no, that's true though. I mean, you 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 just give MJ a dirt cup, he's not going to want it. You tell him he's yeah. got to earn that thing. Yeah, he's going to get it. He's going to get six of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Wait, no, they that's... have Dunkin' they have Dunkin' Donuts in San Diego. Yeah. Oh, I thought it's, that was like a, just a Massachusetts yeah. heritage thing or something. Yeah. Like, oh my god, look at you. you get them overnighted or whatever by FedEx. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> Uh, yeah. there there's enough All people right. from massachusetts that moved to san diego and they were like dude we need a fucking Duncan's. this is <laughs> this is the, all this starbucks this is disgusting we need it we need a dunk yeah i'm, so I'm like, going to i'm going to new hampshire in a couple of weeks and i'm already getting my dunk into a duncan's mentality we don't have it here and i'm like getting back yeah. into that mentality that like that 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 sugary iced coffee that's just yeah. like a bag oh. of sugar and like four Red Bulls in a brown, 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 brown liquid thing. You know, it's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, my family knows when I go back because I have family in New Hampshire as well. They know because I'm going to borrow a car from one of them. I'm going to get a bunch of Dunkin' Donuts and I'm not going to pay the tolls because we don't have tolls in California. And I don't know how it works. I always think I have an easy pass, but, but the car never has an easy pass. So they're like, you come here. You, you fill our car with Dunkin' Donuts. We have like $300 in total fines. <laughs> Thanks for coming, Keith. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're not in high school anymore. Um, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, so that's how my family knows I've arrived. It's a good experience, yeah. No, I, I, it's, it's been a few years since I've been down there because the border has been closed. So I'm like, you know, I miss seeing like a Gronk cardboard cutout selling me a nice uh-huh. coffee. I guess maybe not Gronk anymore, though, but but still something, whatever. Probably still is. Probably still, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's there. I was in Boston this weekend. We went to a Red Sox game. It was freezing. Yeah. So we left in like fifth inning. Mm-hmm. And we get texts. We get texts the next day on Sunday saying, hey, that's so great. You guys got to see Neil Diamond. And we're like, huh? <laughs> so Neil Diamond sang Sweet Caroline at Fenway the seventh inning after we had mm-hmm. left. Oh, so, oh I my mean, gosh. Keith, I hope we can still be friends after that. I know it's oh. you know what I just told you is sacrilege. That's but, um, so funny. Leave that's so with. funny. That's why you need a, a 35-year-old stadium with a dome like we have here that, uh, <laughs> yeah. that, that never works and takes so long to open or close that the rain's already gone by the time, uh, uh, you know, it's required. That's, uh, that's the way. So what are the metrics of success? Of, of the, I mean, you said, what, what can it get me? I mean, in addition to a couple beers, a yeah. dirt cup, what are the other markers of success? I mean, I, I want a true, honest-to-God story from Harriet Tubman. Just like what she went through, everything like that, and I know that my wife's yeah. gonna ask the good emotional follow up questions that that get us there, right? Yeah. Um, because that's that's like we need I, the Joseph Smith thing is a long shot. Yeah. Um, now, stupidly, that is the entire thrust of my plan is the long shot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so there's that, but then with Joseph Smith, I just need I need some honest. Even if he gives me like doesn't give me the whole thing. 
just gives me like a little taste of like, hey, listen, gold plates. I had no idea what the fuck they were saying. Yeah, yeah. right. I couldn't, I couldn't make heads or tails of it. Uh, and I'd be like, oh, okay, good. All right, fine. Right. So like, there's something there. Absolute yeah. success. Absolute success. Joseph Smith is crying, wrapped with guilt that he is just he he lied to everyone, right? But he begs me to keep it a secret, and then we work out like some some financial back end deal. There we go. That's All that's, right. that's always what we're hoping for is that there's some yes. way you get you get rich out of this thing because that's always our <laughs> scam as well. Uh, yeah, where I'm trying to like get Colonel Sanders drunk enough that'll give me a secret recipe or whatever. And there that's, you go. Uh, there you go. Colonel Sanders would get drunk enough. Absolutely. This is the, it's not, it's not going to be a hard sell. I mean, it would Roman's, show up. Drunk. They've, got, they've got chicken. I don't know. Whatever. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you, Keith. You made us, you made us feel better about ourselves. Yeah, you yeah. know, we've had guests that are like, Oh, mother Teresa. Where does it like, what do we do with that? Yeah, no, I, <laughs> you know? I like it. Like, <laughs> it's a long shot, but you yeah. it's a long shot, but you got to shoot your shot. Right. So, so go yeah. for it. See what happens. Thanks so much for, for being here. That was a really, you really thought through the scenario, the setting, yeah. the characters, you can see why you're a you're a you're you're a good writer. You've you've got it all plotted out there. It's all oh, uh, thank you, all planned. You. It was great, and it's been a pleasure talking to you. And uh, treat yourself to a dirt cup this evening. Yeah, I no, will. I mean, get the dirt cup. Okay. I earned yeah. it. I earned it. Awesome. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. The official Dream Dinner Party podcast is hosted by Gary Elmeter and Ross Bowen. Maureen Harvey produces the podcast. Our theme music is Cruzero by Eaters. If you want to support the show, like, subscribe, leave us a review, and share this episode with your friends. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.